I believe that a lot of reasons that small businesses don't do this is because no one tells them that, listen, yes, while you got your contract and while you got your sale, you also, you also have to build a relationship with the person who's going to pay your bill. And a lot of times because, number one, nobody talks to you about what's a proper invoice. Well, it's, it's the name of your customer. It's the remittance address. It's the what did they buy from you? How much the contract, I'm, I'm sorry, how much the invoice for? When are they, where are they supposed to send the payment to? And then did you send it to, to I'm sorry, especially if you're dealing with corporate contracts or government contracts, who do you send the invoice to? It's those things. Ending Small Business Failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hey there, have you been sitting at your desk daydreaming about starting your dream business, but don't know where to start? Well, honey, I've got just what you need. My Become Your Own Boss online course is coming back this June. Starting June 20th, I'm going to be teaching live my 10-week online course, How to Become Your Own Boss. If you are ready to start your dream business, you need this course. I'm going to give you everything you need to start and run and stay in business. All right, register today. All right, welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. Now, listen, I don't know a small business that hasn't at some point experienced some cash flow challenges. But listen, if you are watching us right now on our Small Biz Lady fan page on Facebook or on YouTube, give me a yes in the chat if you have had cash flow issues in your business. Well, if you have, you are in the right place because my next guest is going to tell us all how to collect the cash. And I'm so excited to have her with us today. So don't forget to subscribe to our channel and share this show so that other people can get all this juicy insight about how to run their business better. Now, let me welcome my next guest. Her name is Dee Bowden, and she is the founder of BCS Solutions, and she is the author of the book, Collect the Cash. She works with small businesses who want to solve their cash flow problem. Her mission is to keep businesses in business. After collecting $6 million in 60 days while working for a small IT company, she realized small businesses had fall, fallen prey to revenue loss because they don't collect outstanding debt. And so she has a revenue recovery strategy that she's used, and she's been featured in Forbes, Black Enterprise, and Thriving Global Magazine. One of her strategies she uses is reciting affirmations. I want to hear more about that. Welcome, Dee Bowden, to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. And you guys can check out her book at collectthecash.biz forward slash book. Dee, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you so much, Melinda. And actually, let me do a course correction. My last name is actually Bowden, but it's all good. All right. I'll make sure I hope to fix that going forward. So, Dee, tell us your backstory. How did you become an entrepreneur? Well, the story goes like this. You, the way I say this, you want, you want to know the, what had happened was. <laughs> so what had happened was I used to work for a small IT company outside of Boston, where I'm originally from. You've worked in corporate, all of you have, and you know how it is. You, you, they say, welcome aboard. Here's your cubicle, your office, your box. Your plant. In my case, it was welcome aboard. Here's your cubicle, and here's eight million dollars. 
that's outstanding. And we have a collections team and we've not been able to crack the code and getting, getting these accounts collected. And so I sat in my cubicle and I thought, y'all have $8 million of sales on the books, but the money's not in the bank. They're like, yep. And your resume says you know how to collect cash. So we need you to do this. So I'm a believer. I said my prayer and then I got quiet and I re realized that accounts receivable business to business collections is, is four things. It's problem solving, customer service, gratitude, and relationship building. Those are the softer skills of AR as opposed to the Dale sales like Stanley, et cetera. So I go to work, I collect $6 million and then the unthinkable happens. The CEO of the company says, come downstairs. I'm thinking that, that my team collections and sales, we're going to get bonuses and, and commissions. No. He says, listen, thank you so very much for what you've done collectively. We've made an executive decision. We're closing the company today. And we're letting all 100 of y'all go today, two months before Christmas. This is a true story. It's actually in my book. And so after I get up off the floor, I thought, I came to work to collect this money. I came and worked, you know, worked in this company. But what, what got me to become, become an entrepreneur and tell this story was that I wondered how many other small businesses had this issue because everybody talks about you have to get sales and marketing and all the other things, but nobody talks about the back office or if they do, they talk about it very smallly. I was like, no, sales and AR to go together. And when you can learn that sales and AR go together, my book is called Lily, Collect the Cash. The sale is not complete until the money's in the bank. And so what made me decide to, to tell the story, write the book, speak about this is that I don't want to fast forward to COVID. I sat and watched large companies, small companies, Broadway, all kinds of things happen. And I watched them go, hmm, I wondered how, the first question that kept coming up was, I wondered how many of them had sales on the books, but the money was in the bank, but they were also weren't, weren't thinking about collecting the cash because they just knew, oh yeah, I'm going to get paid. But I'm like, no, maybe not. And if you don't track this, that's how, that's what got me here is, is because of what happened to me personally. And I never, I didn't want to see another small business or medium-sized business go out of business because if you can learn to track your payments, you can preferably collect your cash and stay in business. Now, I was reading a survey that Inc. Magazine did, and they basically said that one of the three biggest challenges that small business owners face is managing cash flow and payment collection. Does that sound accurate to you? Yeah, absolutely sounds accurate. And I think that's because, number one, the small businesses is looking at looking at all the things. It's like, okay, I'm getting my first sale. I've now got my contracts. I've now got to do my deliverables. I've got to do other things. And the last thing I'm thinking about is, oh, I've got to bill, bill for the services, and then I got to collect the cash. And it's like, oh. Yep, that part. And so when when I think when people start to when businesses start to talk about this as a complete cycle, meaning from sale to contract to order entry to fulfillment to deliver an invoice and get paid, then I think they'll see that because it's like right now that's that's not top of mind. The top of mind is usually getting the next sale. It's not top of mind to collect the cash. So what are the reasons why it's so hard for small businesses to collect their money? One, they're afraid. I believe that they're afraid to to engage with their customer because I think about it like this. If you finally got your proposal, you finally got your first contract with your first customer. You're like, yes, I got my contract. I'm going to do this work. And then it's like, ooh, I got to go to back, go back around and ask them to ask them to pay me. I think that you need to see. I think there needs to be a paradigm shift, which is that as confident as you would ask for the sale, you have to be just as confident to ask for the cash. I think that's tweetable. <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> As confident as you are to get the contract, that's how confident you need to be to get the cash. I love that, by the way. So how can small business owners avoid these cash flow issues? Number one, you need a tracking system. I'm old school. I like Excel. I believe you need to set up tabs. You need to have the name, you know, I'll give you a quick, quick lesson. So first tab needs to be the name of your, your customer. Second tab needs to be the contract number. I deal in contracts, so I'm always looking for a number. Third is how much is the contract for? Fourth. 
What did they buy from you? Fifth. What day do you suppose to invoice them? Sixth. When are you supposed to collect the cash? Seven. Notes. Really simple, very easy, but you need to track that. And that, the thing is, when the payments don't hit your bank account, the next day, there needs to be a system in place, whether you have email reminders, phone call reminders, all, all the above. But you need to have something that's going to remind you to go and collect the cash. Because here's the thing. When you don't, what, what, what doesn't get tracked doesn't get measured. And when you measure it, that's when you know, okay, these payments were expected. I, you know, cause, because basically, if you think about it, it's the first, today's is May 2nd. So we're looking at the, this, this month. However many sales you have on the books is how much money you're expecting to come in on the back end. And if you're not tracking that, you won't know. And then the, the thing is that the minute that a cash, I'm sorry, the minute that a, camp, a payment is missed, that's when you need to realize, okay, I need to have a better system. And so if you have your tracking system, you'll know I'm expecting, say, $10,000 this month. If I don't get 10, when am I, what, what's, what's the next step? Well, I say it this way, the fortune is always in the follow-up, but if you don't do the follow-up, you don't get the fortunes. I think that that is exactly right. So what, I mean, but why is this such a common issue? I mean, I, I, I certainly have experienced this in my business and, and my rule of thumb is the larger the company, the slower they pay. And I've also seen situations where companies will issue net 60, net 90 invoices but then they'll have a third large a third party company come along at day 35 or day 38 and say, hey, we'll deposit this cash in your account tomorrow if you give the client a 3% haircut on the invoice. Right. You're talking about factoring. That's yeah. that unfortunately, that's that's not my lane of expertise. So I don't really know how to speak to that. But I I I I, I teach and talk to customers about basically track your payments, follow up with accounts payable prepare a proper invoice, make sure, and also make sure you're building a relationship with the person who's actually going to cut the check. I believe that a lot of reasons that small businesses don't do this is because no one tells them that, listen, yes, while you've got your contract and while you've got your sale, you also have to build a relationship with the person who's going to pay your bill. And a lot of times because, number one, nobody talks to you about what's a proper invoice. Well, it's, it's the name of your customer. It's the remittance address. It's the what did they buy from you? How much the contract, I'm sorry, how much the invoice for when are they, where are they supposed to send the payment to? And then did you send it to, I'm sorry, especially if you're dealing with corporate contracts or government contracts, who do you send the invoice to? It's those things. And I feel like that's a piece that gets missed because it's like, oh, I'm, I wasn't paying attention to the details, but it's always, you always have to pay attention to the details because if you don't, that's how invoices get lost. That's how payments gets missed. That's how your, your, your cash flow gets impacted. And like I just shared at the beginning of the conversation, I worked for a company that had $8 million of sales on the books, but not in the bank. But there was no, there was no problem solving with that. And then, yeah, well, I'll say, I'll, I'll end it with that. There was, no, there was no problem solving with that. Well, how you want, you have to wonder how could a company survive with $8 million outstanding, a small business anyway. I mean, that's seems like a lot. <laughs> I don't know how big the company was overall, but that's like, how do you go with $8 million unpaid invoice? I mean, that just seems crazy. That was, I'll, I'll I'll speak to that because when I when I got hired, my I I'll be, I'll be totally transparent. When I got hired, I was in shock. I was like, "Y'all have how much?" They're like, "Yeah." And I and here's the thing: it wasn't just me. They actually had a collections team. So the first thing, the first thing, the first question that came up for me was, "Okay, level of skill to do this work?" Because clearly, when you're doing accounts receivable, you have to be a problem solver. You have to get into the weeds. You have to ask the right questions. You also have to figure out. Okay, follow follow the sales transaction. So, what happened with the sale? What happened with the contract? What happened with the payment terms? And then, in one in one of the cases of one of the contracts or one of the vendors, they said, "D, of the of the eight million dollars that you're owed, two million can be collected be, can be collected when you change your when you acknowledge that we change our billing system." So, for example, 
I called the vendor and said, hi, I'm DM Cawthon on behalf of whatever company. They said, well, we changed our billing system. It would be like going from like Microsoft Excel to say QuickBooks or another, another billing system. And I said, when did you notify the company? They said, oh, we sent, a, we sent out an email to all of our vendors saying we're changing billing systems. My first thought was, wow, how did, how did my team, my former team, miss this email? That's the first question. And then how come nobody thought to call them and say, hey, what happened? So I asked for the email. I took it to the comptroller at the time. And she was like, are you serious? So we can get 2 million of the 8 million if we just reformat the invoices and submit them to the new system. Yes, that's called problem solving. But that's the piece, that's the key that was missing because no one took the, took the time to ask the question of how come this isn't happening versus what the way, the way AR is usually seen is that you're basically dialing for dollars. And unfortunately, that's the, that's the perception. Everybody thinks that AR collections is straight dollar for dollars. It's usually seen as very extremely aggressive. It's not seen as you have to do the problem solving, the customer service, the gratitude, the relationship building, and the follow-up. That's how I do collections, which is very different than, than, most, than most people talk about it or do it. But you also use affirmations as yes. part of your process. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. The reason I use affirmations, affirmations is a mindset. It's basically, how are you talking to yourself before you get on the phone? I, believe, I do it this way. I call it the, collect, I do call it the collection zone. This pregame. So for all, for all y'all who like sports, y'all appreciate this. If, you are like, if you're a sports fan, you'll love this. Collection zone, pregame. How many accounts do you have that are, that are net 30, net 60, or net 90? You have to get into the mindset of how you're going to deal with those customers. Because some of this, there's one or more reasons why you haven't gotten paid. So that's the pregame. Game day. You got you to set aside a time to make your calls. And you have to be ready for challenges, questions, course corrections, invoices that were misplaced, data entry errors, all the things. And then there's post-game, which is celebration. I firm, firmly believe that you need to celebrate your payment. The affirmation is, what are you saying to yourself? Are you saying that, oh my gosh, this customer is so challenging. Oh my gosh, this customer is, is such a pain. Or are you saying, you know what? I'm confident I can do this. I know how to collect the cash because I know how to problem solve. I know how to engage with my customer. I know how to get from what had happened was to how do we win? That's the affirmation process. That's what I use. I love that. That is so empowering. And, you know, I think really, really important. So D, tell us, how can small business owners make it easier for customers to pay them? Number one, ask, ask your customer, what, what's, their, what's their form of payment? Is it electronic funds transfer? Is it ACH? Also, number two, prepare a proper invoice and submit it, pro submit it properly and on time. That's one of the ways you can make sure you can get paid. And three, if, if the invoice hasn't come in on time, do the follow-up. I said it earlier and I'll say it again. The fortune is always in the follow-up. And unless you, unless you don't have a system in place, you won't, you won't know that you're missing a payment. But basically, prepare a proper invoice. Like I said, ask them, how is their payment? Are they paying um, ACH or EFT? Do a proper invoice. And then make sure that you in your tracking system, you have a date that if this payment doesn't come in the next day, you're doing the follow-up. All right. You heard it there first, folks. All right. What is the best business advice you've ever been given, Dean? Best business advice I've ever been given is this. You are a lifelong learner. Just because you got into business doesn't mean you know everything. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. And in investing, we can be a variety of ways. One, it's books. Two, it's classes. Three, it's being around, being around and connected with people that are further along in their business and asking them, hey, do you have a couple of minutes to talk to me about? I got this question. And making sure that you are willing to learn. You have to be what I call teachable and coachable. I love it. Teachable and coachable. Yes and yes. I'm I'm a believer in all of that. Thank you so much, Dean. I just want to thank you for all of your wonderful advice. 
I'm Melinda Emerson, small business lady, America's number one small business expert. And I will leave you with this last thought. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Hey there, have you been sitting at your desk daydreaming about starting your dream business, but don't know where to start? Well, honey, I've got just what you need. My Become Your Own Boss online course is coming back this June. Starting June 20th, I'm going to be teaching live my 10-week online course, How to Become Your Own Boss. If you are ready to start your dream business, you need this course. I'm going to give you everything you need to start and run and stay in business. All right, register today. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.